Ahoy, mateys. This is Adrienne Barbeau, your nightlight, and you are listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. And yes, genius, you can call me Billy. of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that knows the importance of always trying to keep up a medium pace my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're truly kicking off the most wonderful time of the year i am fucking excited (laughs) as we celebrate our seventh nerderween by looking back at 60 years of terror as we program our fourth fictional 24-hour horror movie marathon. And whether or not you're into long-distance running, you can listen to our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your inflatable donut cushion hole. And if you are floating around on social media, uh, you can find us at Twitter, at Nightmare Junk. And on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and 24-hour shenanigans. And as this episode is releasing on Friday, October 1st, all you have to do is go to Screenland.com where they have your 24-hour floatable (laughs) genre needs taken care of indoors, (laughs) outdoors, and virtually... And sometimes internally. (laughs) (laughs) It was the floaties. It was the floaties. I wasn't anticipating that. Of all the ways this could have gone, you you threw me. We were just talking off, hey, we're getting older. Sometimes we might need the assistance for 24 hours. Trust me, it won't be floaties. And it won't depend, my friend. No, but indeed... On um, the the day this releases, we don't have a new Friday Night Fright. But now it's time for Nerdoween, Nerdoween, Nerdoween. Now it's time for Nerdoween Super 7 Cinema. That's right, kids. It's literally time. It's time. Grab your costumes. Grab your ticket stubs. And join us for a wonderful three terrifying movies all about movie theaters. It's time, kids. Grab your seats. It's time. Is it like three Friday Night Frights all in one? It is. It's a value pack of Friday Night Frights. Uh, it, it is truly time, and our seventh Nerdoween horror movie marathon, it's... It's going to be great. They've and, always been fun. They have always been the highlights of my year. I, well, you know what? There's a lot of care that goes into putting these little mm-hmm. these little things together, uh, but we do have three films, and again, as Genius said, we're, we, we love the theater experience, so... All three have either are set in a theater or... Have a big set piece in the theater. We wanted to expand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, definitely check that out. And then next Friday, our Friday Night Fright is one that has ruined a particular character actor for both of us. And also some um, horsing around activities nope. have been ruined. Yeah, all sorts of things have been explored. Whoops! In a, night, a nightmare on Elm Street to Freddy's Revenge. To the Freddy. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Marshall Bell. Fucking bugs! 
<laughs> Starship Troopers was never the same after that. It's a movie that has been as if you go back and listen to our you know Shocktober review, we it gets a lot of love, a critical reevaluation plays much differently in 2021 than it did back in 85. And we've always been fans. Yeah. No, from the get-go. And yeah. We were lucky enough to, to talk to Mark Patton back mm-hmm. in the day. Way back in the day. We introduced a screening. A screening of it. Mm-hmm. And he was in the crowd. We, And it was wonderful because we... We should have brought <laughs> pop guns. We should. Well, you know what? The fact that because of the critical reevaluation of the film, the fact that it's allowed him... To have a platform. And there's an incredible documentary... Uh, focusing on Mark Patton. It's mm-hmm. called Scream Queen, and it it goes into the the highs and lows of going into Hollywood, and just, it, it's... It's a the, gripping story. It's Check well it worth out. your time. Mm, absolutely. It's really freaking good. But the other repertory screenings that are happening on the, the weekend of the first, we've got Hereditary. Mm. We've got the Mario Bava's Blood and Black Lace. Ooh. We have Dario Argento's Opera. Ooh. Going to be my first time viewing. Ooh, we high have, trauma. It's like it's Italian. <laughs> what what other kind of trauma is there? Right. There is the Halloween double feature, which is going to be the 1978 mm-hmm. and then the 2018, mm-hmm. and then on a new release from. Uh, and we're helping out with that, right? I believe I know. I I at least will be in attendance to watch it. Okay. And I believe we are going to help help host that one. Uh, and then of course the new release of Titane. Yeah, that's how it's pronounced? I don't know. I, I, whatever it is, <laughs> I'm going to be there for that one. That was by the director of Raw. Should be all you need to know. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all. Now, that is indoor Shocktober shenanigans. Outdoors on Friday, we have the Alfred Hitchcock classic, Psycho. Ooh. Ooh, and she make it a double feature later on to watch Psycho 2. Well worth your time. Very well worth your time. And also, a little shout out to the First Time Podcast. We had a chance to guest with uh, our friend Tad from Attack of the Killer podcast, Mm -hmm. and we were able to talk our experience watching Psycho 2, all three of us for the first time. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Psycho, did you ever see that documentary about, uh, I think it's called 4872? I have not. It's all about the shower scene. All about the editing and what... Mm Mm-hmm, the thought process and the effect of it and all sorts of things. I've seen that. It's really good. It's really good. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah. Well, then on Saturday... Again, a film that has uh, launched a TV series, and amongst other things, the OG, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. With Rugger Hauer <laughs> and Pee Wee Herman. <sighs> now, of course, if you are not in the Kansas City area and would like to still support Screenland, you can do it from afar. Uh, you can go to screenland.com, uh, screenlandonline.com, excuse me, where you have a number of films that you can rent, or you can become a member of their film family by going to patreon.com slash screenland, where virtually they have a number of things, including something that we contribute to, a little movie watch party called the Shutter Shoutout. Mm-hmm. And on October 2nd, that's Saturday, we have our latest, which was delayed. Yeah, but it's, I think it's going to be well worth your time. It's a huge heaping helping of Hooper. Whoa, wow. <laughs> Well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're going to be streaming both Poltergeist and Life Force. Yes. Off of Shudder. If you haven't seen Life Force, oh. check it out. If you haven't seen Poltergeist, check it out. And then, of course, that is streaming on Shudder. Now, by joining the Screenland Film family, you're going to have access to the extra content that we provide. Mm-hmm. Genius, you describe it as? It's the Nightmare Junkhead home game. And which means you get uh, exclusive uh, access to a pre-show 
introduction by ours, us truly, mm-hmm. vintage trailers for each film, and then post film discussion, <laughs> which, which gets it gets weird in uh, this one, but it's a lot of fun. Oh no, of course, oh, yeah, of course, and going just all the spectrum of Toby Hooper. So if that sounds interesting to you, head on over to Patreon.com/screenland. But genius if I'm talking film family and Patreon. Hey, pallies. We also have our own little weird film family at Patreon uh, that also has access to the Shutter shout-out content, including Charlie's Bone that you might hear up above us. <laughs> uh, but we want to give a shout-out to some of our film family members that were in our latest uh, Friday Night Fright, mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro's Crimson Peak. The movie is gorgeous. The movie is fantastic. And that was a first time viewing, correct? Yes. I missed it in the theater because I heard a lot of mixed things. And it was just like, I just missed it, you know? And I was like, I want to see Del Toro movies. I love Del Toro. But that one just went under my radar. And like, I'm glad I saw it for my first time in the theater. To see Del Toro's Hammer Gothic Horror, it's wonderful. It's gorgeous. It's sinister. It's, it's every, it's, it's. It's filmed almost like the old uh, Frank Whale, like Universal. Universal monster style. It's rad as shit. Well, we mentioned it before the fact that he is such a fanboy, and he wears his influences on his sleeves. And the ghosts are slick as shit too. I mean, like they're genuinely creepy. And were you in theater one? Yes. Oh, even better. Yeah, even better. Well, then obviously, then the our film family members Diana, Dustin, and Chad. Who even Frida came out. Oh, no, she wasn't going to miss a chance to see Hiddleston's butt on the big screen. <gasps> Hiddleston's bare ass? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. See a little bit of Loki, a little god of mischief. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of mischief, uh, by joining the film family, you will get access to a number of things, including our latest commentary, mm-hmm. which... Speaking of mischief. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we had a chance to continue our celebration of uh, Hispanic horror and heritage. I had so much fun on that last commentary. Anytime you talk Robert Rodriguez's From Dust Till Dawn, you're mm-hmm. going to have a good time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, another shout out to a film family member, uh, Riley, from the Who the Hell Is This For podcast. Here in the month of October, they're doing a really cool horror bingo Basically, it's it's programming, and the idea is they give you a bingo card that you can print out, and on each square, it represents a genre. And they've got an interesting line that goes, appropriately enough, what we're going to be talking about here, where it'll go 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 1000s. Uh, it's got, like, slashers, franchise starters, mm-hmm. and... One of the squares. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the Genius McGee special, but do you know which one I'm talking about? Oh, yes, the squiddly diddly. <laughs> the squiddly diddly category. The fact of the matter <laughs> is that you included the squiddly diddly category. I fucking love it. Also, I want to know how many how many times it because I saw a couple of people, what's squiddly diddly? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I want to see what people get for that space because, like, well, it's I, open to interpretation. Because I also want to know what other Squiddly Diddly movies I should also be looking at, you know? Like, oh, hmm. <laughs> and so I guess maybe, like, if it, does it count as Squiddly Diddly? That should be, like, hmm. Well, you can put together your criteria. Yeah. Now, you put together that criteria, you're going to be put on a special list, my friend. Yeah, for the most part, if I'm going to, it's, it's definitely a pod-esque shenanigans. There you go. There Check it off. Check it off. But check out all the uh, the squares that they have going on there. Go to, uh, again, the Who the Hell Is This For podcast, the, the October being. It's, I'm excited. Mm-hmm, I'm excited. There's, mm-hmm. In fact, I was kind of putting together all the movies I'm planning on seeing for October 
and how they line up with the bingo. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I could do a blackout. Nice. Within the month there. Oh, absolutely. Really looking forward to that. So if you would like to join our little film family, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead, where we do indeed have every tier from a squidly diddly to another time. Another place. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, and don't forget, if this year you're listening in, it's October 2nd, don't oh, forget to go yes. to the Twin Drive-In in Independence to check out the double feature of... The Tom Savini Night in the Night of the Living Dead, and the fucking awesome Dan O'Bannon Return of the Living Dead, rain or shine, because I know it's going to be a little bit maybe hit or miss, but it's going to be a glorious night. It's going to be, and there's going to be a swap and shop right before uh, gates open at four, and that's when the swap and shop starts, and the movie starts about seven ish. And so then, just come on in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Ten dollars a car. I'm kind of hoping it does rain at least for return. Just a little bit of mist. Oh, a little just, bit. Just, just a little, little bit, bit. Just enough like, oh, it's burning, you know? Uh, genius is taking his clothes off again. We promise to keep them clothed. It's a way of life. You know, I'm again, kicking off the month of October, like we always joke the most wonderful time of the year, but October, it's interesting because this is when... The normies come out to play. Mm-hmm. This is when, like, you see, they have thirty-one days on fr- ABC Family. Well, and then also in the the the, the temperatures start changing, mm-hmm. the faces start changing. You have different decorations. I love it. I love it. Even in the stores at this point, of course, there's Christmas on. Yeah, the there's horizon, Christmas stuff. Horrible. There's fucking already Christmas stuff out. I'm like, what the fuck? Let Halloween have its time. Give it time to breathe, right? But between just the candy consumption. Oh, fuck yeah. Speaking of the candy consumption, fucking I went to Dollar Tree the other day because they got some rad shit there sometimes. And they had the best fucking candy. It's like, (laughs) it's just called a one pound bag of fruit chews. That's all it's called, right? You open it up and they're called like squirts or something. And they're all these different flavors, but they're all like, like, no matter what color or flavor you choose of the wrapper, they're all white. But they taste delicious. They taste like what candy should taste like. So is it just kind of a the off-brand Starburst? It's yeah, but it's like a lot chewier. Interesting. And, and, but it's rolled up like a Tootsie Roll. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, should we hand that out for Nerdoween? Oh, I already got a couple of bags. There it is. So there you go. That's the kind of candy you will consume at Nerdoween. But beyond that, you're going to be consuming movies and in a marathon setting, or kind of maybe we should. We talked about this off mic too. If we were being technical and being fair, mm-hmm. we'd call this like the Nerdoween triple feature. Right. Because I do believe we kind of qualified. Marathons are like five or more. I, I would even say f- I would go four. Yeah. Because quadruple feature sounds, that's a lot. It does, if there's yeah. more than four, then yeah, let's do the marathon. So I'm not saying that we're cheating uh, with our Nerdoween horror movie marathon, but you know what? Here's the other thing. We've already said it. We're getting old. Mm-hmm. We're getting older. And the three, three's enough. Oh. Although, 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 I would be a liar if I didn't say there have been many nerdoweens that I would go home and watch a movie. That's fair. So no, that's fair. <laughs> make it even like a, a little marathon with like two more. So well, and to be fair, the fact that back in the day we would traditionally after our nerdoween, the very next day would uh, help host the dismember, which were four films. Mm-hmm. So we still got a number of films within a 24 hour period. We got at least seven movies. Right. And you know what? That's quite a lot. Yeah. I mean, this year we got five. Yeah. Well, and what's crazy to think about in a 24 hour series is there are some 
real marathons that are going to throw 12 that will legitimately go a full 24 hours. And those are the ones where as much as I love to look at like the lineup and to imagine what it would be like, Mm -hmm. if I'm being realistic, that's a lot. I don't, I could, I don't think I could do it. Mm -hmm. Or if I did, I would have to prepare. I would actually legitimately have to like take off like at least a week off of work because if I stay up too terribly late, I'm I'm not good the next day. Yeah. So if I'm like putting myself through that, I would have to have the t- I would have to have the refractory period. I would have to restore. I probably need at least a good good like twelve hours of sleep, and I would be okay. Now, if this was twenty years ago, I'm good to go. But like now, I need a little bit more. I need a little bit of rest. I need <laughs> I need to recharge a bit. And so that's a long way of us saying that. I don't. I would. I. I love reading about them. You know, when people go through and recap them. Oh, I'll try it. I like. I said I got it though. I mean, I like especially like if somebody else is throwing it, and I'm like, I crash. Then I'm like, okay, cool. Order a couple of like cheeseless pizzas. Right. You know, just do whatever. You know, make it like a an event. A, and also, a fr- but at the theater. Yeah, that's kind of the same principle. But that's a lot. It that's is a lot. lot. Well, there are those theaters that would do those those Marvel. Movie marathons mm-hmm. where they're going like forty-eight hours at some point, yeah, which is ungodly. Uh, but I'd like to think maybe that I would try it. I would try, and I probably have to realize I bow out. But I know a lot of people will just sleep through films mm-hmm. and just to get through everything, which I guess I understand. But at the same time, isn't that kind of cheating? Or is that just part of the experience with a twenty-four hour movie marathon? Sometimes you got to pick your battles, and sometimes you don't. You can't help it. Sometimes the battles pick you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, well, it goes to the importance of programming to make sure that you're you're kind of guiding the audience, and that's when weeks about four years ago we decided. Well, you know what? We'll probably never attend it, but man, wouldn't it be cool to attend one? What kind of movies would we want? And that just opened the floodgates. And again, not this is not an original idea. People do this all the time, but, right? And the reason they do it is. Because it's fun. Mm-hmm. And you realize there's kind of a responsibility to the viewing audience and to take them on a narrative ride based on the movies you're showing. And every storyteller has a different st- way to tell the story. Because some people like haphazardly and some people like, okay, like we mm-hmm. do, like, like okay, it's going to start like this. This is going on a journey. Some people like, hey, let's just throw them in a bag and see what we get. Well, and very much like Nerdoween, they're always based on a theme. Mm-hmm. And most of our 24-hour horror marathons that we fictionally programmed were all based around certain themes, or at least parameters. Right. So we knew what movies we had to choose from. And this year, looking at everything, I really kind of wanted to celebrate in many ways the theatrical experience, much like we're doing with Nerdoween, by looking at the Friday Night Fright series that we've been hosting for at least the past year at Screenland. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I've really enjoyed about it, number one, is seeing new films, which is always good. Uh, But the fact that we've been able to kind of span and represent a lot of films from different decades. Yeah. Um, All over the gambit. Well, we've gone as far back uh, with um, uh, Bava's Black Sunday Mm -hmm. to most currently we, um, like, The Loved Ones, um, It. Yeah. So f- contemporary classics to the stuff from the 60s. So we've, we've covered at least 60 years All over. of horror films. Mm-hmm. And what we decided to do here in terms of our parameters was to go ahead and celebrate by representing and pulling two films from each decade, from the 60s to the... It's like the greatest hits of today. From the 60s to today. Oh, is this like our AM gold? It is. Oh, and that's all right with me. <laughs> now, of course... 
because this is what we do, we could just go very simple and just talk about the films that we're going to put together. But you mm-hmm. know, you know how we roll. So of course, we've got some trailers that we'll play before each film. Almost, in, at least in my case, there'll be more nerd knowledge, but I'm only doing two. Yeah. Because, you know, if you do more than that, then you're going to expand beyond 24 hours. But I do um, really recommend going back to our episode with Patrick Bromley, <laughs> where not only did he bring trailers, he brought in shorts. Mm-hmm. All sorts of stuff. He took, like, it's like, okay, yeah, I did a good paper. I worked really hard. It's like 500 words. It's an MLA format. We're good to go. Right? And here comes Patrick. I brought it in an MLA format. It is type double-spaced. It's just on quality stock paper. There's also annotations, a bibliography. It's 5,000 words. There's, like, here's my cover sheet and my folder. I'm like, fuck. I mean, he went all out and, like, okay, we need to step our game up. And it was I was immediately like, well, I'd really like to attend that particular marathon. <laughs> it's the dope as shit. So keep that in mind as we go through here. Now, the way ours is going to go is we're going to technically – Start at noon mm-hmm. and a theater, wherever, where have you, and then we're going to end at noon the next day. Right. So, Genius McGee, shall you start or shall I start? Well, I got to tell you what my theme was. Oh, we still yeah. went on the year's uh, theme, and I was still, I was also looking at Friday Night Frights because that was the basic parameters. But I added a sub theme to mine. Oh, so, oh, oh, now you're the Patrick Bromley. Right. Mine is Mondo Bizarro, What the Films. These are all movies that are not so, like, gross, but they're, like, kind of shocking, as in, like, what the fuck am I watching? But also, you're having a good time. Interesting. I, and should be noted, we have not shown each other no, our list. I wanted to get weird with it this year. <laughs> Don't know how many years you have left on the planet, genius. Right. Now block the wind. And my... Well, I roast this bone. No, and also, I only did one trailer, and my trailer was the honorable mention, because I narrowed it down so much where I had three, right? And I'm like, okay, well, that's going to be my trailer. And that was probably the hardest thing as well, is to narr- to only pick two films from a 10-year stretch. Right, because there is some great stuff. It was Now, difficult. I might come up, speaking, I might come up with another trailer on the fly here or there, but, you know, because some of these movies are short. I also put in the parameters of they really can't be much longer than an hour 45, with a rare occasion or two. Especially considering your theme. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put them through too much of a ringer. Right. People do want, you want them to enjoy themselves. Uh, I'm, I'm anxious then to see how we're going to get started. So shall you start? No, go ahead. Okay, okay. So our, my first film, and I should say within the four years now that we've been doing this, I have always tried, for the most part, for at least the first two films to be somewhat Mm family-friendly. So if you've got kids in the audience, if you've got some youngsters wanting them to get into horror, these would be appropriate. Especially in the 60s. I don't know. You'd be surprised. No, you wouldn't be surprised. There's some gnarly stuff in the 60s we could have pulled from. But I am starting my trailers with uh, The Omega Man Mm -hmm. and the original OG The Fly because from 1964, Vincent Price... Is the last man on earth. Ooh. Have you seen that one? No. I've seen the Omega Man. Okay, with Charlton Heston. Uh-huh. So this will also be a first time watch for me. Now, that being said, over on Patreon, I'm going to be watching it this week and releasing that for my Friday episode. Oh, nice. Based on the fact that I haven't seen this, but I've been really digging into Vincent Price's back catalog. Mm-hmm. I've been really digging 
all of his work. He's from, pretty cool. He's fucking one of the masters. And either with his mustache or without his mustache, it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the House of the Fall of Usher. So, and this is of course based on the Richard Matheson story. It's been again Omega. I Man. am Legend. So it's got mu- much representation, but definitely one to started start with something a little bit more family friendly that I think everyone could appreciate. So yeah, The Last Man on Earth from 1964. Nice, nice. What's your other 61? Oh no, no that. I, I, oh no, no. What's it? Oh, I'm not going in the order. This is. Like, I've got a, fr- a film from uh, the 2000s with my next one. Oh, I went in chronological. Oh, no, this is playing. No, I've got this specifically timed for the time spots. Okay, so for my first movie, then, uh, my trailer is going to be my honorable mention, which is Black Sunday. Okay. Because I, par- I programmed these in blocks, like 60 blocks, 70 blocks. But the first movie, I figured it's Saturday afternoon. It's a great time to have a little bit of fun with a lot of camp and a lot of heart and one of the best earworms you're going to get in a long time. And that's going to be Green Slime. You've told me about this, and that's I have not seen that, so sell me on it. Okay, so basically these astronauts from Japan go up into space and they find this like ooze. The ooze then grows into this tentacled like slime creature that throws slime and like could someone count this as the squidly diddly on the bingo possibly <laughs> possibly because it is a space tentacle creature so but there's no like cephalia pod shenanigans but it's squidly diddly adjacent <laughs> that's fair and it's right off the gate it's a lot of fun i mean you can totally tell it's a guy in a rubber suit um, but the song is rad. It's like, beware the green slime. Right? It's like fucking wonderful. Now, were they riffing off Beware the Blob? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because it sounds like, beware of the blob, but the watch out for the green slime. Oh, wow. But it's more spooky and futuristic. And it wasn't Italian? Mm-mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's green slime. It's rad. I'm, I would dig that. Mm-hmm. I would totally dig that. All right, well then, the 2 o'clock slot for me here, I'm actually going all the way, well, I'm not going to reveal the the year yet, but the trailers are going to be for Thin Air and Evil Dead 2, because we're going to 2009 with Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell. Ooh. Would that be too much for kids? It's gross, but no. It's It's scary, though. It's but that's that, kind of rad. That kind of sets a precedence. And that's just a, for me. That first one is going to be the, the the very safe one. But then that second film, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise the bar. This is where like I think the gate could go potentially. But I just I think this is it's silly. It's fun. It is ooey and gooey. It's scary. It's it makes me really have a lot of hope for the new Doctor Strange film. Because mm-hmm. I've heard, you know, with the kind of, they're going more of a, almost a horror adjacent. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they bring that back, or at least he goes straight horror again eventually. But yeah, my two o'clock slot, 2009's Drag Me to Hell. Nice. Okay, so I'm still in the 60s, and I'm still feeling campy. I'm still feeling funny, but now let's get dark and let's get a little violent. But let's do it with some old friends. Let's go ahead and check out little Spider Baby. Oh, that also has an earworm of a song at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's, I recently watched that before I did the I've seen that challenge. Mm-hmm. I was streaming it on YouTube because I no, think this it's, one's an I've seen that for me. Is it? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's fun. It is so much fun. It, and it's got. It's Sid Hay. Sid Hay. 
like a young Sid Haig is still old Sid Haig, and he's he's impossibly young in this one. But it's got um, oh my god, it's is it Boris Karloff? I believe is actually sings the theme song of Spider Baby. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know of the song, but I figured like that's kind of a fun thing because it's still daytime. Yeah, but also it's, it gets a little violent and gets a little dark. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one from, and that's a good, and that just kind of shows you the weirdness of the sixties. Mm-hmm. But also, there's a lot of versatile stuff in there as well. Very varied. And the fact that it's only going to get weirder from here. And again, weird, the, the, the WTF on that side. Well, four o'clock in the afternoon here. At this point, I'm telling people the gloves are off. So prepare yourself. And the next round of trailers I have are Creepshow and Insidious. And we're going to the year of 2017. With a little Argentinian flick called... Oh, fuck. Terrified? Fuck. Fuck. I forgot about that one. If I was doing scary, that would be on that one. I'm not doing scary. I'm doing more crazy. But this, that fucking scary? Seeing that in the theater? Holy shit. That needs to be a Friday Night Fright, dude. Oh, absolutely. We scare the piss out of people on Friday Night Fright with that one. Just talking about it is making my heart race a little bit more and more. That movie is genuinely fucking scary. We did that as a Shutter shout-out back in the day. Yeah, it is. And let me tell you what, going from, I think, a funny kind of haunting film to one that is still has its ha-has, but they're different ha-has. Right, right. Uh, that is just one of the most, uh, the experience, literally, I don't know if we ever talked about this on air. I know we did on Shutter, but the fact I text you like f this movie, right? Because you about, never that's that's a me thing. You don't do that. You're like, dude, fuck this movie. It was 20 minutes in. I I was terrified. It is true to the title of it. If you have not seen it, it is an exercise in fear. Yeah, it yeah. Knows what scares you. Yes, it does. <laughs> Holy shit. So introduce us here into this. Oh boy. Well, oh god. So we're going in the 70s now, aren't we? Uh huh. Oh no. Uh huh. Oh no. <laughs> oh, hold on. Now, should we do anything like? A ring sound if I like I have something that you have on your list? Possibly, possibly. Because if we're in the 70s, I've got two here from the 70s. I'm curious where you went with this, especially with a WTF. Okay, so first of all, I'm gonna keep <laughs> I'm gonna keep the earworm going. And again, these trailers have no rhyme or reason, but I'm going with the visitor. <laughs> right? Now, we started off with Green Slime in Japan. Let's go back to Japan, because you can't have a crazy what-the-fuck without Japan. We're going to check into a little Hasu. Oh, boy. Oh, a great film. Legit great film. On Criterion Channel, no mm -hmm. doubt. But such a wonderfully weird... Just bug fuckery. Bug fuckery. And, and it, that's a peripheral viewing experience. Once you get to the house, once the haunted stuff really starts happening. Once the piano eats a person, once a head bites a person in the ass and throws them down a well, once a cat picture vomits blood. But it's also not necessarily menacing. No. It's super creative. It's a wonderful movie. And it's it, a Scooby-Doo episode. It's like it's like if, if the Spice Girls and Scooby-Doo and like Poltergeist... Oh, my God, in, in just this broth of, like, Japanese madness. Well, I've heard that, much like um, Godzilla, that there are some academic readings into just the fallout from World War II tied into that film, just in terms of the subtext that's going on there, because the text itself, it's crazy. And then everybody gets a banana at the end. That's what I'm talking about. I, 
I would have been hyped with that particular screening. The visitor would have gotten me, and then how Sue and the banana? Forget about it. Right. Three man, you're like a the uh, modern day William Castle. <laughs> All right. Now this is going to be the six o'clock slot for me, and my trailers are going to be for Wrong Turn and Deliverance. Oh. So we're going to the yeah we're going to the year of 1983 mm-hmm. with a little film called The Final Terror. Oh, not what I was thinking. Not nah, what I, I was thinking. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Have you seen The Final Terror? Nuh-uh. You kind of have. Is that Chuck Norris? No, no. That's Silent Rage. Although that, and the hero and the terror. Okay, the I always the, get those. I like those oh, Chuck Norris versus my. Uh, Serial killer movies. The fact that there are multiple Chuck Norris versus serial killer movies. (laughs) We live in a golden age, (laughs) my friend. We do. No, The Final Terror is one of those uh, backwoods outdoor horror flicks, uh, but it stars Daryl Hannah, Mm -hmm. Perfect Tommy from Buckaroo Banzai, Mm -hmm. and is the motion picture debut feature of Joey Pantelano. Joey Pants? Joey Pants. Really? Yes. Does he go in the woods like it's fucking dark in here? You you get to see he he's another guy that even though he's young he's he still, still looks he's still a little grizzled for the most part there's still a little wear on him but it it's oh my god wait, who's the other the, oh Adrian Zamed Adrian Zamed is also in it huh. I was like wait who is the male lead in that one yeah it's your standard pretty typical 80s slasher backwood style hmm. of which there are multiples out there obviously but yeah this one plays hillbillies read the book read the book <laughs> i will say i don't want to ruin it for you but it is well worth your time cool it is well worth your time so from Hausu in japan mm-hmm. what are we closing out the 70s with okay so then of course you can't have a good 70s with all of yuck connors so for my trailer it's <laughs> going to be tourist trap <laughs> That's a great trailer. Uh, right. <laughs> but I figured at this point, you know, you don't, you're tired. You've already gone through about three movies. You, sometimes you might feel like getting up and stretching or going for a walk. But just remember, baby doesn't walk. <laughs> baby doesn't talk. <laughs> we are showing the baby. That'll make two of us. I'm not, I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> Genius. Did the alarm go off? Yeah, well, that, yeah, we, we. Nope, Charlie's asleep. Never mind. What, sell someone on the baby if they haven't, because this is another one that we did as a Shutter shout out, was it not? Yes, it is. We've discovered some wonderful little <laughs> gems through Shutter. Mm-hmm. This is a '70s uh, movie of the week gone terribly wrong, <laughs> terribly wrong, or terribly right if you're really right? demented. Oh man, the camp gets bigger than the hair. The <laughs> But, and and uh, oh, what was her name on Designing Women? The um, the leader of it, Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter and Dixie Carter, you know, with like Sherry Moon Zombie and Eileen Wernos raising a giant man baby. That that's the movie. Yeah, and a social work and a social worker desperately trying to help. So would you? And this is one that it would be you could argue is more horror adjacent potentially, <laughs> but it, the adjacent part doesn't matter because. That's the one you want to see people react yes, to. Yes, that's the one you want to see in the theater. This is the one you... Would you get a walkout for this one? No, no. It's because, like, 
the I mean, yeah, the baby gets abused, but the baby's also a thirty-five-year-old man. So, like, it's it's not like. And well, <laughs> also, are you going to have like half the side uncomfortable and the other half just his, laughing hysterically as well? It's not that bad. It's not like the baby goes around killing people. Although that's what you would think by the 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 poster, certainly, right? Or hell, even the trailer, but yeah. right. But it's, you know what? If I'm going full William Castle, I might have strobe lights. So like, Every baby doesn't walk. Baby doesn't talk. Yeah, until someone has a seizure, and then, you know, <laughs> the patron won't walk. The patron won't sue. No, man. You, if you're going to go into a what the fuck, you got to sign a waiver. <laughs> Hi, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. You can la- you can get down now. Thank Charlie you. doesn't jump. Charlie <laughs> doesn't. Give her the push off. Good girl. Good girl. Excellent choice. That's a... That's... I was... Not under the assumption it would be on your list, but I would have been <laughs> shocked if it was not. Now, uh, going after the final terror into the 8 o'clock slot, my trailer wheel is going to consist of Friday the 13th, Part 2, mm-hmm. a little film that you love called Madman, Mm-hmm. because we're going to the year of 1981, back-to-back from Final Terror into Just Before Dawn. Oh, uh. <laughs> we had the chance to watch this. Uh, this went from, and I've seen that little episode with me, to set, telling Genius, you should probably check out this film. I really think you would dig it. And it ended up on the main feed for a reason. It's one of those backwood tear. Was that the one you originally thought I was going to talk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's what's crazy is the fact that when I watched them, I was like, well, this would work as a really just fun double feature. Mm-hmm. But you would have to do Just Before Dawn after it because of the lush photography and just the 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 b- opening kills yeah the, the book the ending end. kills oh my god the yokels i think that would definitely be one that's another one i'd like to see as a friday night fright mm-hmm. for the peripheral viewing experience to see how that would work <laughs> so now from the, the the dirty 70s to the classy 80s no we ain't classy in this joint we're getting weird with it but that's the thing. This one was hard. One. There's so many wonderfully weird movies. But the 80s is mostly known for slashers, so I can't disappoint on that end. So for my trailer, I'm going to talk a little bit about the lore of the campfire telling of its horror. I'm glad we both have at least Madman trailers <laughs> in our thing. <laughs> but what is one of the weirdest, wildest, most insane slasher movies of the 80s? We're going to Boston College via Madrid. Oh, no. It's exactly what you think it is. We're doing pieces. I believe that is on um, Ty's bingo card for this year. <laughs> he said he's going to be, yeah. What What can you say about pieces? Right? It is, it's exactly what you think it is. It's a slasher. It's nonsensical. And you know what? It's a perfect movie if you love smoking pot and making love on a waterbed. <laughs> if you enjoy... If you enjoy beating up uh, sailors who eat spinach, you will love this movie. My favorite part for that for Friday Night Frights was just looking back at all the old waterbed commercials. And go, wow, that's a weird one. My favorite part was like watching people at the end. Oh, oh, and it should be noted that was in theater one when we screened that. And so, yeah, literally, Genius and I went over to the side. And when the moment happened, you audibly heard, What the? F- Fuck! And I figured this is about like the ten o'clock hour. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Right, and then, and then maybe like a little bit later. Man, I got my my mad. No, you're ten o'clock. You're yeah. right. This is perfect slasher time. Adult material, mm, right? Well, and what was the, the? I think the best part for me was the audible gasp we heard when the dong was hung. <laughs> right. 
You want to uh, go out Saturday night? Okay, whatever. Fuck me, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what you follow up in the 80s with, but my 10 o'clock slot, we're starting with some classic trailers here. Uh, we've got the trailer for Wolf Creek. Oh, crocky. And the trailer for Alligator. Ooh. And we're traveling to the year of 2007 with, with an I've seen that going to the backwoods with Rogue. Oh, I saw that. I liked it. Was it good? I liked it. For a big old alligator movie? Yes, yeah. yeah. And that's just it. I was looking throughout the 2000s, and a lot of good stuff out there, but ideally, I want to revisit old classics and see some new ones. But see, the thing about Rogue is I was kind of pissed off because they made it he's the most notorious serial killer like Australia's ever seen, and like they didn't mention it was a killer crocodile movie. I thought it was like a slasher movie. They never mentioned it was a crocodile movie the entire fucking thing. We go in there and like, oh, it's an alligator movie. Ah, it's a creature feature. Cool. Wait, oh, wow. So they do the little little bait and switch on the right, trailer? Right, right. I didn't know, no clue it was uh, a crocodile well, that's movie. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And for you, as someone that is a creature feature fan. I dug it. I was like, fuck yeah, creature feature. Now, it is Australian, so is it is it mean? Would that throw in? It's been a minute since I've seen it. Okay, okay. Well, that's I'm going to probably end up throwing that one in October at some point or another because, again, the idea is to see some of these films, much like I eventually did with Last Man on Earth. So, Genius, what are we closing the 80s out with? It's midnight. Oh, no. It's time to get gross. Oh, no. It's time to get weird. Oh, no. It's This is no holds barred. This is probably, like, the apex, right, of weird and gross. This will separate the weak from the chat. This, oh, no. My trailer society. Oh, okay. So, Ad- at least if Adrian's in attendance, he'll curse the trailer, but not the feature. Right, right, right. Oh, no. Where are we going? Okay. We are going down to the junkyard with a bunch of hobos. Oh, no. Oh, no. Everybody's going to get a little bit of like purple Kool-Aid with like some vodka in it. And when the hobo flushes down the toilet, no, when the fat guy explodes, we all take a shot of Viper in honor of street trash. Oh, my God. I'm having a ball right now. I'm having a ball. (laughs) Such a... A movie that actually goes unexpected places. Well, yeah, Dong Football, that's pretty unexpected. And if we ever screen that as a Friday Night Fright, I do want to get one of those hard-to-grab little squiggly things. <laughs> yeah, right. Go, and go then grease a, it up and like have like a, a keep away. <laughs> I'm not saying it would get us barred from anywhere, but... And in fairness, how long have I been rallying for street trash? Yeah, well, we got close with sweet trash. Sweet trash, right? But that ain't quite the same. That's like sweet street trash from Wish. <laughs> But yeah, no, a, a film that is, like you said, that one is, de- but that one's still, as mean as it is, it's still fun, and like I said, it still actually carries a message. But it's fucking gross. It is wonderfully gross. Did Troma distribute that? I don't know. No, I think it was independent. Independent, okay, mm-hmm. okay. I was trying to remember the trailer on that one. No, that's a that's a great call. That's a great call. So, Midnight it is. Now, with me, I'm going to class the place up a little bit, genius. You know, I'm going to, let's face it, this is, we're halfway through. Um, I'm going to put a little steam on on the big screen there. The trailers are going to be for House of Frankenstein and Burnt Offerings. And we're going to go back to the year of 1964, a little Hammer film called Curse of the Werewolf. Ooh, with Oliver Reed? With 1960s Oliver Reed. Ooh. <laughs> Watched that for the first time as a Terror Tuesday a few years ago. And it was wonderful because it was filling in so many gaps. The Oliver Reed, the Hammer the werewolf and it's a legit 
good film. Brief, too, which is, again, those old uh, 60s Hammer films, but one I legitimately loved. And I think at this point, some people might doze off, but I think for people that legitimately love horror and are looking to kind of explore the way we're doing with this, it'll it's one that gives you a lot of rewards. That being 1960s Oliver Reed. <laughs> so, from the 80s to the 90s, Genius McGee. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> You just survived street trash. <laughs> Congratulations. Yes. The trailer is Idle Hands. Ooh. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the, the doors kind of not necessarily close, but a beaded curtain comes down. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning, it's time for Hen and Lauder. <laughs> Want a date? We're going to get a little bit of super crack to energize this joint up. So we're watching Frankenhooker. I was wondering if maybe, no, because, yeah, brain damage was in the 80s. That's right. So that is the perfect cutoff. And this is entryway into the 90s. Mm-hmm. And probably the most family-friendly Henlon Hen and Lauder. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy most to think about. Most easily accessible one. But ooey, gooey, fun. Uh, Patty Jenkins is so underrated in that movie from her facial tics just to everything that she's employing. Uh, you've got... I, I believe it's Gabe Bartalis doing the special effects work in that one as well. I think so. But the creature effects, the mad cappery, the sheer, it's, again, the what the fuck of it. It's 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 kind of, it's not unadulterated hen and lauder, but it's your gateway, I think, would really work really well. No, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I love that. Now, 2 o'clock in the morning, the exact same thing. If I, In my theater, if I could, the beaded curtain would come down. People are a little loopy. They're loony. This is the trailers. The trailer reel are going to be The Stepfather. Mm-hmm. And scream for help, because this is where I slotted the baby. <laughs> so I'm. It's. I figure at that point, after the 1960s, going classy, we stay kind of classy. Uh, but I think that one plays differently depending on the the hour that you see it. And I'd like to think at two in the morning, people might be dozing off, and when they come to. They're gonna see if the baby doesn't walk. Zap, like baby doesn't duck, or the babysitter scene. Yeah, a number oh. of scenes that they're gonna. What are we watching? <laughs> so yes, that's out. That's that's the two o'clock slot there. So closing out the nineties, Genius McGee. What are we looking at? Okay, so I should have switched my trailers. So I'm making an audible. Okay, my trailer for this next one is was for the well. My trailer for Frankenhooker was Tammy and the T Rex. Okay. Okay. So Idle Hands was gonna be this one. So, it's about about 4 o'clock in the morning now. People are dozing in and out of consciousness, not knowing what the fuck is going on, because and that's how I want it to play. So, what would be more weirder to wake up and look on the screen and see an old British woman pop a zit into a bowl of custard? Oh, no. And, or waking up to see someone take out a whole army of zombies with a lawnmower. We're going to kick ass for the Lord with Dead Alive. It's been a spell since I've watched that, and I don't know why. Because I loved, loved that film growing up. That was just on repeat, just viewing constantly. It's so because, good. It's so wild. And that's why it was so funny when, we, of course, when, some of, when people that grew up, grew, that knew Dead Alive and Meet the Feebles and Bad Taste... When they found out that Peter Jackson was going to be doing the Lord of the Rings, it's like, wait, Dead Alive's Peter Jackson? Like, do they know what they've got here? And he mixed horror and stuff into there as well. It's, ah, uh, ah. Uh, but, ah, uh, that is the moment. That makes me gag. Yeah, it's a gross movie. It's, it's 
Oh. But seriously, if you can handle street trash at midnight oh, is... and all, like that's, but it's a lot of fun. So if you wake up and you're like, holy shit, what's going on? Some Marian rat monkeys? Lionel! Getting cheeky with Chiquita. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my four o'clock in the morning slot here, we're going to open with the trailers for Poltergeist 2 and Blood Quantum. We're going to the year of 1978, Genius, with a film that it's it's and I've seen that I think I probably even I've seen that with you. We're talking. We're getting weird with the Manitou. Ooh, I've never seen that one. And the Manitou is it's, the one. It's like a tuma, isn't exactly, it? Exactly the thing growing out of the guy's shoulder. It is a Native American uh, horror film. Mm-hmm. It's based on a Native American mythology, and is one that I need to see. But again, everything around this time of the hour. Is a little weird. Might be a little bit slow, but it's going to have a payoff. It's going to be well worth your wait, or like you said, the dozing in and out would be rewarded with the Manitou. So, from the 90s to the aughts? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, to the, to the aughts. aughts. To the aughts. To the aughts, aughts, aughts. Um, I've always been a sucker for creature feature, and this is one of the more unique and weirder creature features I've seen, so I'm going to put the trailer for Splinter. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. It's fucking weird. It's great. There's this black goo that's going. These people are trapped in a um, gas station, mm-hmm. and there's this black goo that will infect your body parts and morph it, and then turn it into something else. So it's kind of like if the thing was sieging a couple in a gas station. Cool. I'm sold. Yeah, it's neat. It's really cool. But let's get weirder than that. There was weirder movies. There's a lot of weird movies. Even on paper, how did this fucking get greenlit? Example, the movie I'm going to show shouldn't work with a retired Elvis in a nursing home and Ozzie Davis as a wheel-bound JFK fighting an ancient soul-sucking mummy. We're talking a little bit of Bubba Hotep, man. Anytime you can go Coscarellian on someone, it's a good time. That's a weird movie, though, but it's great. I would love to pair it with Jackie Brown as just like cool genre films that are all about getting old and finding your place as you get older, which is all about the 24-hour marathon, why we fictionally program it. Because we're getting older. Um, You know, Ozzie Davis gave the eulogy at Malcolm X's funeral. Wow. Yeah. Holy like, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, and, and the fact that he got to work with Don Coscarelli and Bruce Campbell. And Bruce Campbell and, as Elvis. As Elvis. It's just such a fun... It's a fun movie, too. No, great, great pick, great pick. Now... By 6 o'clock in the morning, we just dealt with a tumor, and I figure we might maybe continue with that because my trailers are going to be for The Dark Half and Basket Case, and I'm kind of cheating here if I'm talking the tins and beyond, but uh, yeah, I'm going from 2021, Malignant. I'm sounding the alarm. The alarm I'm sounding the alarm. I'm sounding the alarm. Um, yeah, we did release our uh, episode on Malignant on over on Patreon, and we shared our thoughts. And it's no secret we we both love this movie. Mm-hmm. We wa- and I've watched it multiple times now. Me too. <laughs> but seen in the theater though, from the get go, when you mentioned, "Oh, it's a creature feature," and I was like, "Ah," and you see so dis- clearly, but it's just the turn. Yeah, that moment in the jail cell with the screams and everyone freaking out. For me, that is one of my favorite moments from this year of just that collective you and I responding. (laughs) Holy shit. Like it's happening, is it not? And I think this is a movie that plays perfectly after Malignant or after the Manitou because it's basically they're in and of the same thing. 
but just a little bit more updated. So, your other film, closing out the Ots. The Ots. I noticed that I didn't have any representation of the big horror monsters, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, well, let's get weird with one of the what's one of the weirder big franchises because they're always trying to do something weird. So I have Leprechaun in the Hood is in my trailer, but I'm going up in space. I'm going a little Jason X. I was in my head going, wait, that came out in 2000. Aha! I'm going Jason X. That's a fun movie. It's weird. Yep. Because, I mean, you have Camp Crystal Lake in space and Jason fighting robots and all kinds of weird he shit. He kills Cronenberg at the beginning. I know. It's wonderful. It's a borderline exploitation film. Uh, I was actually, I was fortunate enough through Panic Fest, I had a chance to talk with Todd Farmer about Jason X. Uh, it's over up on YouTube, I believe. And dude was wearing um, like a Tom Atkins shirt i mean he was because <laughs> he's such a fanboy but no we actually released our commentary for this over on patreon as well because we legitimately love this film oh yeah it is ridiculously good and so much fun uh so eight o'clock in the morning second to last film here again people are going to be waking up now maybe grabbing some breakfast you know items we might we might put together and they need a full stomach because the trailers are going to be tales from the hood and bones uh huh. Because we're going back to the year of 1991 with a little underseen, underrated Wes Craven classic, The People Under the Stairs. Nice. Nice. The Gimp Alone. Everett McGill is a gimp. <laughs> Go back to Into the Mouth of March Madness for that. El, El Chaco? El Chacal. El Chacal. El Chacal de Trompeta. But I would love to think, again, if someone is dozing in and out, if they wake up to the gimp. Or what you should do is if they sort of go to sleep, you should have somebody dressed up in the gimp with right. the... When they're dozing. Blow a horn in their face. <laughs> wake up. <laughs> well, if we're Willem Castling it. <laughs> so what are you closing yours out there with Genius McGee? The, the, the tens. So we are now in the tens. And beyond. <laughs> and beyond. So we're sticking with the weird theme, and I would be remiss. It's already getting long. I would have this if this was earlier, but my trailer would be Mandy. Okay. Because it's, I would like to put it on here, but definitely people would be out. Because it's a slow burn, and it's fucking bizarre. But this is where I would have Malignant. This is where, like, oh, shit. The, the wake, up, the, wake up at the end alone. Just like, fuck. That's nuts. Yeah, that's going to pep everybody up for the last movie of the day. And that, again, if you have not watched it, it it's well worth your wait to mm-hmm. build up those last 20 minutes. Absolutely. Oh, that was glorious, freaking glorious. So I'm wanting to close out with a bang. And I've got the trailers for uh, Amityville 3D. Mm-hmm. And Lucio Fulci's The Beyond. And we're closing out in the year of 1992. Closing out in the 90s, both years, with a little film called Amityville, It's About Time. Oh, yeah? I don't think I've... I have seen that, but it was USA, so I'm sure a shit ton got cut. It's so much fun. It was a blind blind buy from Vinegar Syndrome. Mm -hmm. I believe a, a podcast or two had recommended a few of those Amityville sequels, and I'm so glad I did. It's nuts. It takes from so many different films. It's got the dad from Monster Squad in it. Um, but it ends with a line, it's about time, and then they close. And I think if we're closing yeah! out we're closing out a marathon that has been all about time, 24 hours, the time period, I would ideally think the way that play the movie plays, it gets weird, 
it's just a good way to close it. Yeah, that sounds like a great way to close I've it. Got the, I've got the Blu-ray. You'll be borrowing it. <laughs> uh, but that was, I'm looking at both of these. I, I would like to think objectively, if these existed, both of these 24-hour film horror movie marathons, I'd like to think people would get their money's worth. Absolutely, absolutely. From all the weirdness. <laughs> not going too crazy. Not too crazy. It's not It's not like, you know, Tetsu the Iron Man eight times in a row. <laughs> no, no. Well, if we're trying to fill up 24 hours, it'd have to be 30 times in a row. Exactly, yeah. And then we love the brevity. Right. No, I, I, but this is always a lot of fun. And hopefully, you know, out Wait, there, I got one more. Oh, oh, sorry. I... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. I got one more. Oh my god. I got to close mine. Oh god. Sorry. sorry. I got a. I got a big closer. Oh. I got a big, big finale. <sighs> I am. Uh, no, 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 no. I here. am old and off, my friend. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> okay, so my trailer is for one of the two of the best movies that have recently come out, but I think deserved to end the the marathon. Uh, my trailer for the first one. In my trailer is Psycho Gorman, because that is one of the best movies that have come out. Are you into Hunky Boys? <laughs> Not my Hunky Boys. But I think after a long thing of, uh, of sticking it out, <laughs> a lesson in patience, good. a lesson of all that, also deserves a well-earned lesson in patience and lesson of sticking it out and lesson of seeing something through the end, no matter what. So I am showing one of the best movies to come around, one of the most instantaneously quotable, at the end of the day, everybody's going to be coming out of the theater going, boom! <gasps> I am closing the show with one cut of the dead. Oh, man. Oh, man. They're going to come out palming and possibly crying as well. Oh, that's... You could have used that at the beginning as like a family-friendly entry, potentially, <laughs> or you could close. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great... And if you have not seen one cut of the dead... Stay with it. I figured if you said, it ended yep. at noon, yep. you have the rest of the whole day to like, I am calm. Dead, Dead calm. calm. <laughs> God damn. I, again, sorry, ladies and gentlemen behind the scenes, Charlie is aching to go for a walk here. She's jumped up on Genius. She is looking at me. That's why I was, I didn't realize that we, I didn't mean, no, no, that's no. a hell of a closer, man. Yeah, no. My goodness, no. Now let us know what maybe your 24-hour horror movie marathons would be. Let us know if you're attending any, if you're not in the Kansas City area. Let us know if you're hosting one at your house. Right. We want to know what the lineup is. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So now that being said, here next week, we are for the entirety and closing out October. We're heading to Haddonfield. Oh, boy. And we, we got a special guest in tow. Mm -hmm. Now, which Halloween is it? You'll have to tune in to find out. So until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. We'll see you in your dreams. Oh.